Part 1. My Backstory Migration gives a blank check to put anything you don't feel like addressing in the memory hold. No neighbors can go against the monster narrative of your family. Juno Diaz Chapter 1. Escaping the Looney Bin 2011 was one of those years in my life that defined me as a human and especially as a Canadian entrepreneur. It was as memorable as the first time I earned a check at the ripe age of 11 years old. On a typical sunny California morning, I had found myself a week before my 25th birthday at a week-long weight loss camp in Malibu, just outside of LA, a a place popularly known on television as the biggest loser resort. At that At the beginning of that year, excuse me, I had weighed 420 pounds. So as a reward for losing 190 pounds in 10 months, I treated myself to a trip to this weight loss camp. I still remember that morning like it was yesterday. I was trudging along in in the sand on one of the established hiking routes that morning and enjoying the views, stretching for miles in all directions from Point Doom. As I was coming down the hike, on our way back to the van that would ferry us back to camp for a much-needed low-calorie lunch, the music in my earphones was interrupted by a phone ring. The man who called me was one of the job site foremen from one of the construction companies we were subcontracted with. He didn't waste any time to inform me that one of the local unions deemed our specialized skill workers, okay, a trade that the union did not offer at the time to be working illegally in 10 construction sites around the greater Toronto area. The truth is, there was nothing illegal about our guys operating as our employees in these construction sites because we were not in direct competition with the labor unions and their non-existent staff. The unions did not have any trained men in this specific profession, and so this is why these construction companies hired our men and us to help them build over 100 condo high-rises over 15 years. But on this morning, this well-meaning foreman from one of our partner companies let us know half of our employees, 34 of them to be exact, who were responsible for 10 job sites that year, would be forced to become union members against their and our will. You may have seen it in movies where someone has either been told that they have cancer or a loved one died and the scene and voices around that character shut out and they retreat to their internal voice. I don't quite remember how long that foreman was talking to me because once I heard what he said, I immediately withdrew inward. It may have been the dopamine rush from the hike I was just on, but I took a look around me at the beach, the waves, the carefree lifestyle of the people surfing and paddleboarding in front of me at the end of October, and I thought to myself, I need to get out of that loony bin. Look where I am compared to what's waiting for me back in Canada. The last 10 years of my life have led to a journey of self-discovery, habit reprogramming, and strategizing the future. My girlfriend and I began wanting to escape Canada due to its anti-business environment long before Canadians thought words like escaping or communism should be uttered about that specific country. It was in the many years before the pandemic that the Canadian business environment started showing its true colors. That's just the truth. The pandemic restrictions didn't cause Okay, they did not cause the instability in the business environment. That instability was already there, slowly awaiting a black swan event 
like the pandemic, nobody could predict in order to exacerbate the situation. The tipping point was when the restrictions and anti-business mandates caused entrepreneurs to see the country's leadership's true colors. That's what's changed. When you think of escaping a country, your mind automatically goes to places like North Korea or some oppressive African regime. You would never believe it, and you might laugh if today was 2015, for example, before the current uh, leaders are in power, and you heard us talking this way. But unfortunately, people did laugh at us. Melissa and I have been called paranoid, overdramatic, unreasonable, selfish, and crazy for thinking and verbalizing what we believe is our truth about the state of the Canadian business environment back in 2015. Today... We're being cheered on and supported by the same individuals who thought our views of Canadian business standards and government overreach were extreme before the pandemic. It's ironic, isn't it? As that saying goes, something like, first they laugh at you, then they yell at you, then you win, after which they ask you how you did it. Yeah. The truth is, we didn't have to do anything except set ourselves up to be prepared for this global emergency, this black swan event that also affected Canada. If anything, we were well positioned psychologically and even habitually for when it would be time to leave Canada and start a business in the United States. It's not like we saw COVID coming. We're not the ones that started. We don't really even know where it started. But guess what? We were psychologically and habitually, more importantly, we were habitually prepared We had started a different kind of business in 2017 here in the United States, and we never thought that four years later, a dozen of our Canadian entrepreneur friends would be asking us for help and guidance on how to do the same. As mentioned in the introduction previously, I will not, okay, I repeat, I will not advise anyone to do anything in Canada against the Canadian government or the mandates imposed. You really can't. You can't can't do anything about it anyway. As a business owner, entrepreneur, investor, I don't believe you have the energy and time required to walk peaceful protest. However, I think that Canadian entrepreneurs who are unhappy with his business mandates, and by the way, this goes for people that are willing to start a business. You don't have to be an entrepreneur or a business owner just yet, but in case you want to start a business, if you're unhappy with the Canadian mandates and the overall economic policies, you should legally, quote unquote, vote with your feet. They should apply to move to a country like the United States where personal freedoms are cherished and encouraged, even in the light of the drama perpetuated by the mainstream media. Do not try to change the system in Canada. That's my advice to you. The people that wield political power in Canada are not interested in changing. They hear the complaints and they see the protests. They see the Instagram posts. They see the social media posts. They don't care. Instead, begin collecting enough data and information necessary for yourself to make an informed decision on how you can circumvent the current Canadian business landscape for at least five years. Look at it as a journey that you will be taking and going on an adventure, which on your deathbed, you can be proud that you took. Escaping the loony bin is not as difficult or as complex as you might think. The hardest part is convincing yourself to pursue the utmost freedom you can, you humanly can. But tens of thousands of Canadians have done it. They're actively doing it. And so can you. I believe in you.